two has entered the podcast. All right, welcome, welcome back, people. Episode two, player two has entered the podcast. How you doing this week, Derek? I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing? Doing great. So you know what? It took us a solid hour, but I think we finally got all the uh, the audio and recording kinks worked out for recording this podcast from a distance. Yeah, for a couple of nerds, it sure did take us a while. Yeah, an embarrassing <laughs> amount of time that uh, we, we, we certainly will never discuss again. We'll just leave it behind us in the dust. But I do have not a newfound respect. I think I always had a little bit of a respect for people who do podcasts because I know audio work can, it can just be a nightmare. But I definitely have even more respect, I would say. I would, say, uh, I would definitely say. I would say. Because uh, <laughs> we, tr- we tried, we tried uh, the Discord. That didn't work. We tried... Uh, what else do we do with the Skypes? You couldn't even get the Skype to load the boot up. <laughs> so uh, Facebook Messenger, shout out to Facebook. That's what Ooh. we're using now. Oh my goodness. So how, how, how was your week, man? This week was pretty mellow, man. I uh, was able to get some time in on The Last of Us Part 2 and I've just been, just been chilling really. Okay. Trying to get this business stuff together. Yeah, I hear you on that. Pretty much the same thing. I am so close to beating Persona 5 The Royal. Ooh. so close uh i feel like i'll probably beat it this weekend if if nothing unexpected comes up big big long three-day weekend didn't really do much with it i slept in so hard yesterday i had all these plans i was going to test out a new mic i was going to do some troubleshooting with my streaming i i did one stream that actually saved ps2 haunting ground and oh, the, yeah. uh the aspect ratio was all squashed. I'm trying to figure out why that is. I think it might have something to do with my PlayStation 2 settings, maybe. So I was going to try to test and figure that stuff out. But, uh, yeah, I got none of that done. <laughs> I ordered a Spider-Man, Spider-Noir costume. Not a whole Ooh. costume, but I've been ordering pieces. So I got the goggles. I got the, the mask. And You're talking the, about from Into the, the Spider-Verse version? You know it, Nick Cage. Right. So... But yeah, I got the the hat still on its way. I got the goggles. I got the mask. I got three things that just didn't fit. I think that they were from overseas, and American sizes are slightly larger than, like, say, Bangladesh or or Eastern sizes. Well, yeah, so I got like larger. yeah, I got striped pants that just don't quite fit. I got the vest, and then I have like a a knitted turtleneck, which actually looks pretty good on me. It shows off the guns well, but it's a little Ooh. bit too tight across the chest. It's about, I would say, seven, maybe eight pounds tied across the chest. Might be my fault. Might be my fault. I hate having to return stuff I order online. It's such a pain in the ass. But yeah, I gotta, I gotta return those. Head up to the UPS store. And luckily, I've been trying to get this together ahead of time. Now Ben's costume came through. He got Miles Morales, and it fits perfectly. I am crazy impressed. I'll send you a pic. Maybe I'll. uh, Maybe I'll use his his Spider Man pick as the pick for today's episode. <laughs> that be good. Uh, now yeah. is this for uh, what are these costumes for? Just Halloween. For Halloween, okay. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I got some time to get to, oh, get, yeah. to get the material. Yeah, you're good. Because you know that all that back and forth. So Kristen was thinking about being Doc Ock, ah. but she'd have to make a good portion of her costume, which I think would be cool. But she's still kind of I mean, she is her pretty. Options. She is pretty handsy, so I think she could yeah get away with that. Yeah, she's uh, she's handsy, all right. Can't she, <laughs> can't keep them off of me. But she's also good with her hands. She's crafty. <laughs> she's crafty. Uh, she's just my type. Yeah, Halloween should be pretty good. I'm excited. As far as news this week, the only thing I've been catching wind of is just badness for Ubisoft. Um, 
I have not heard anything about Ubisoft. Oh my gosh. What's going on? Well, um, there is apparently rampant uh, harassment. Oh, yeah. Sexual harassment. And, and to the point where like it's systemic and it's been brought up to management uh, several times and not addressed. Uh, Sounds familiar. And several executives have been like kind of they they pointed the finger at several executives either engaging in the harassment or having evidence of it and sweeping it under the rug. And also this week, seemingly unrelated, but I wonder is a leak of um, I can't remember which game actually got leaked. It was like it was open world games for Stadia, I think. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I, I remember I remember it was a major title for them. And it got leaked around the same time this news came out. So that way, if you Google Ubisoft, you'd have just as much chance of reading about the leak instead of the sexual harassment. So was it fortuitous for them to have a leak around now? I don't know. I don't know. Just saying. (laughs) Which it's kind of sucks because I just recently praised Ubisoft on a different podcast for my job for being... I was talking with some members of our Pride community, you know, because it was Pride Month last month. and. uh, and I was talking to the president of Queerty Games. Uh, it's a nonprofit that like teaches game development and has gaming workshops and gaming events for people in the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. And I was talking, we were talking about representation, like queer representation in games. And I was saying, you know, not that they're perfect in every area, but Ubisoft has been pretty good about representation. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then, blah, 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 and then all the stuff comes out. And you're like, oh, that's nice. That didn't age well. Yeah. Good thing I didn't talk about how how much Kevin Spacey has advanced the movement. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, let's not talk about Mr. Spacey. We live in the hellscape that is 2020 and I'm just here for the ride. Yeah. So, I I feel like I I'm not the first person that said this, but I feel like this year has been so bad that I think it's almost a good thing. I think that so many bad things have been coming to light and a lot of chickens have been coming home to roost to the point where people really can't ignore it anymore. And I'm hoping that out of all the strife and the chaos and the unrest sparks some serious, substantial actual uh, change. change. Yeah, like like uh, change that we can we can actually keep up and we can build upon and not just you know, paint Black Lives Matter on the street and go, we did it. Yay. See, it's right. It says it right there on the street. Now back it's to this legislation true. to give more money to the police. Woo. Yeah. So. <laughs> I saw, a, I saw a meme. My friend Josh posted it. It said maybe 2020 is like a mullet and we party on the back end. <laughs> oh, let's hope so. Cause I don't like all, this is too much business. This is like Lord business levels of business and I'm not about oh, it. Yeah. Well, uh, so have you been playing anything else this week, or? Uh, no, it's just been The Last of Us Part Two, man. Uh, I uh, test out a few games that I pick up every now and then, but uh, yeah, it's pretty much just The Last of Us Part Two, man. I spend every moment I get of freedom just to try and get through that game because I don't want to get spoiled. I feel you. I feel you. Speaking of The Last of Us Two, talk about the the gift that keeps on giving. Drama. Did you see the back and forth on Twitter between like Jason Schreier uh, from Kotaku and the games director and Troy Baker jumping into it of all people? I did not. Does this have to do with the voice actors getting death threats? No, not oh, okay. quite. This <laughs> Troy Baker just likes he he gets pissed whenever any game that he's a part of gets criticized. I think he's a great voice actor, but I don't. I think he takes things too personally like yeah. buddy you didn't make everybody work 
crunch you didn't you didn't write the game you just you voice acted in it and you did a good job so calm down but no he he posted up um theodore roosevelt's uh man in the arena quote uh which is a good quote if you've if you've ever heard of it um it's it's not the uh the critic who counts it's the man in the arena the one mired in sweat and blood the one that dares to 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 lead dares to dream dare to dare to whatever uh, Brene Brown uses it a lot. She's a uh, behavioral psychologist. Uh, not behavioral. She's um, like a, a shame researcher, I guess you would call her. She, she's really good, though. But the, the point is, is that a lot of shame is us trying to live up the expectations of others. And there's a lot of critics in our lives. And we have to figure out which critique actually counts. You know, you got a lot of people yeah. who stand from the sidelines. They're not out here trying to do what they can. But as soon as they see you try to do something, they tell you about how bad it is and how bad of a job you're doing and how you're going to fail. Oh, yeah. There's lots of that. Yeah. Of that. So that's a good quote for that. But he was applying that to Jason Schreier, who was making fun of the fact that somebody compared this game to Schindler's List <laughs> and, <laughs> and also um, had broke the news about all the abuse of crunch, right? Which is – that's important to, to report. Again, like workers' rights. I'm about it. You know what I mean? And uh, so people were making fun of him about that, and and then it and then it got it just became this big back and forth on Twitter. Twitter is a nightmare sometimes. Oh yeah, um, that's why I stay off of it. I luckily I'm not popular enough to be the target of anybody's attacks yet. So when I get on there, it's mainly just to get my news. And and the thing is, news breaks on Twitter almost faster than anywhere. I feel like I'll I'll read about stuff on Twitter, and then I don't know five days later, Trevor Noah's talking about it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Or Otaku might be reporting about, you know, what went down. But I'm like, oh, yeah, I read that already. So, I mean, if you're wanting to follow anything, like, it, I remember back in the day, especially for journalists, RSS feeds used to be the thing. You would just kind of subscribe to the, the keywords or the, the hot buttons or whatever articles you wanted to keep, you know, up on. But I feel like if you just follow the right entities on Twitter, you got all the news you need. Oh, yeah. But yeah, that's that's a lot of drama. But I'm glad you're enjoying the game. Do you, I mean, I, I forgot if you said so already. But you think you're close to finishing it, or? Oh, not at all. I'm not about all. six hours in. Okay. I think it's like a 25 to 30 hour game. But don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm excited to check it out. I think since I'm getting ready to finish Persona, I might make that my next game. But I'm not sure. I'm trying to remember if there's anything else on the back burner that I want to play. I'm sure there is. Yeah. Has anything else come out recently? Um. Let's see, beat Star Wars. Yeah, that was that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Other than Ghost of Tsushima about to come out. Oh yeah, that's right. When's that coming out? I think uh, the seventeenth, I believe. Maybe I should wait for Ghost of Tsushima. Although I bet I could beat Last of Us two before the seventeenth. Oh, you definitely could. Okay. Yeah. 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 I did go ahead and put down sixty bucks on Ease Nine because. Of course big old fanboy but that's not coming out till next year right nope 2021 i'm cool i'll wait and then of course cyberpunk at the end of the year that's a must get uh, oh yeah definitely gonna get that what wasn't persona 5 scramble supposed to come out sometime this year i haven't heard any news uh, the last news i heard was like three months ago and i don't even know if they gave a date yet yeah that sucks that's gonna be fun though I'm it really sucks because you know the game's already done and probably released in japan already yeah, it's probably Atlas and Nintendo going back and forth with what's the developer for the the Warriors games? Omega uh, Force. Yeah, Omega Force. Yeah, but it's also is it Ninja Theory? Not Ninja Theory. No, I Koei. Get, I always get the the two confused. It's not. Ninja it's Koei. 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 Yeah. Tech Koei. Yeah, 
So they may be fighting them on localization, which I hope that they lose that fight because they're so lazy with localization. The only game oh, yeah. they localize nowadays is just the, the mainline Dynasty Warriors. Everything else they just leave in Japanese. And look, I don't mind reading subtitles. That's not really a big deal for me. But especially when it comes to animation, I would prefer that dubbed option. But the reason why it's so crucial with Warriors is anybody that's ever played a Warriors games knows like they talk nonstop during Constantly. the battle. During the yes. battle, just the whole time. And I can't listen. I can't read that. I can't read it. I have to fight. I have to, like, I got a thousand dudes in front of me trying to kick my ass. Now, <laughs> albeit, they're not trying very hard. They're kind of shuffling left and right. Oh, yeah. But this is Persona. Maybe it'll be more difficult. I don't know. The point is, I'm focusing on that. I can't read your, your, your stuff. So I need you to get the English voice actors out here to speak those lines. So hopefully they'll do that now they got away with it with hyrule warriors because not everybody in that universe speaks anyways right um, let alone the main character yeah although did they um no i think it was i think it was i don't think there was any voice acting in hyrule warriors if i recall there was uh, in fire the... warriors oh yeah oh yeah, yeah sure is yeah and they got they, they got english voices for fire emblem so if they did that i think we're going to be okay for persona 5 scramble did a berserk in the band of the hawk have no English no? no yeah that's what made it hard for me in that's fact, why i haven't finished it <laughs> there is a battle you fought as guts by himself alongside skull knight and skull knight talks to you in that battle so oh, yeah. much so mm -hmm. much that i actually had to hit the the 15 minute record button when i got finished with the battle and go back and just watch it so i could see what he was saying to me right and i shouldn't have to do that come there on now go. get it together trying to experience this exactly exactly so been a whole lot of sales on during the summer recently i haven't picked a whole lot of games up on sale recently though but i didn't know i mean i know you're always looking at deals you see anything interesting out there like any of the digital stores or um not really playstation's always doing their uh whatever 50 percent off sales and mm. playstation plus discounts uh i don't really look at the digital sales too often but GameStop has been really just killing on the deals lately. They've been doing buy two get two. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, buy two For like get 15, one. Games fifteen dollars or less. It was buy two get two, right? Yeah, and I'm like, wow, they are really desperate to get rid of this product and get some money. Mm -hmm. It's ridiculous. Back to back buy two get two buy two get ones. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a lot for them. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, Amazon and GameStop, Best Buy. Best Buy had a really big sale recently. People should go to BestBuy.com definitely. They uh, they're selling the world the world ends with you for like twenty six bucks on Switch. Oh yeah. And they were selling a bunch of Amiibos for like ten bucks each. Uh, really? Wii Fit Trainer. Imagine getting Wii Fit Trainer for ten bucks like a few years ago. <laughs> well, was she expensive? Oh, she was crazy expensive when she first came out. I don't know what they wow. just didn't make enough or what happened, but. It, speaking of Twitter, that's another good place to get deals. I follow um, a Twitter channel called Nintendo Deal, and mm -hmm. every single time a deal comes up on any of the digital stores, Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, um, any deal goes on on the eShop or like the li the limited run games or limited run like physical releases or just interesting stuff like maybe like Animal Crossing swag comes up or stuff on. Um, play asia like if you want to order mm -hmm. from overseas they they'll uh they'll, they'll shoot out a tweet and uh, they, they stay on top of it pretty well i've, I've gotten i got Doc's, darksiders genesis for 10 bucks on switch recently because i was nice. following that uh that twitter feed so again if you're looking for them deals like that's the tip i think just to follow twitter for sure 
Now, how about you? Did you get anything uh, in interesting this week? Yeah, I've actually got a few things in front of me I wanted to talk about. Uh, these things I sourced from like Goodwill's thrift stores. Uh, let's see. So I picked up a teal Game Boy Color and a Cobalt Blue Game Boy Advance Ooh. with uh, Mr. Driller on Game Boy. What color. do you have? The, yeah. The like, does it have the attachment where? Because I remember that was like a game that like that either the cartridge was special or like the cartridge is see through. Okay. Yeah, cartridge is see through. Uh, it works great. Uh, I, both. I, I remember there being like some kind of mechanic, like you had to tilt the system or something to use the drill. Like, how does that um, work? I don't know about that. I know that a uh, Kirby tilting rollers, one tilting something. Mm. That game, you would tilt the actual system. But I don't know about Mr. Driller. I might have to try that out. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely a good game though. I think people should pick it up if they're interested. It's it's one of the rarer games too, isn't it? Oh yeah, it's about it's about thirty dollar, twenty to thirty dollar game. Are you doing like a bundle, like where you buy the the Game Boy and the game together? Or oh me it as a bundle? Uh no, I'm selling it separate. Ah okay. Yeah, I'm selling that separate. Cool. Uh, let's see what else I got here. I got a sealed copy of Tie the Tasmanian Tiger three. All right now. For PS2, copy of Jurassic Park Operation Genesis on the PC, unfortunately. Oh, it was on... gonna... Yeah, ooh, ooh, man. Dude, I, I found a copy of that game that was being sold for 10 bucks, and mm-hmm. it was in Shelbyville. And I'm like, I'm on my way. And then, like, halfway to Shelbyville, he's like, hey, I sold that. Um, Somebody got it. You, do you, <laughs> you want these other games? I'm like, no. No, I don't want your and crap. Then, and then <laughs> what happened is I think somebody went, hey, that's more than 10 bucks," And then he took it down from the, the store and he put it back up for, like, 100 And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. I, I uh, yeah. I hate when people do that. Not that they don't have the right to. It's no, just. No, they certainly do. It's um, just, uh. An issue with uh, reselling, some people look down on it because they think that you're ripping people off by purchasing something from them for the price that they asked for. And my response to that is it's not my job as a buyer to educate you on how much your item is worth. Everyone has has the Internet. Everybody has Google. You can look it up. Not only that, but a lot of times people are finding this stuff in their attic or their garage or they didn't even pay that much for the game initially. So, yeah, same yeah. thing. Like, I definitely, I don't haggle people down from an already low price. If I see something that's reasonable, I'm not, you know, because I feel like that that is where you enter jerk territory. Oh, yeah. Like, if you're already getting a decent deal on a game, and you're like, well, what about if I get uh, five of these for a nickel? That's yeah, crappy. No, thanks. Yeah, I was talking to a thrift store owner about that the other day. I had a bucket full of Legos and a few uh, Marvel and DC toys, and he just said 20 bucks for all of it. And I said, sure, that's great. And normally I would try and haggle, but I already knew I was getting a deal. I had like a dark side figure in there and an Iron Man, so I was I was good to go. Cool. But uh, let's see what else we got here. Picked up College Hoops NCAA 2K8 on Xbox 360 mm-hmm. with uh, Kevin Durant on the cover, and you would think that this game is worthless, but this is actually a $100 game right now. Yeah. No, I know. There's uh, there's some sports games on the GameCube that go for a pretty decent amount, and it, and and a lot of times it does depend on the year or the cover. So yeah, I believe. Mm-hmm. And last thing, this is probably the coolest thing I've ever picked up from Salvation Army. Well, second coolest. First coolest was complete collector's edition uh, album for Grand Theft Auto Vice City. Mm. So it has every single radio station CD from that game in a nice little box. It's great. That's tight. But uh, what I picked up 
yesterday was from the worst thing to come out of the Final Fantasy universe, Final Fantasy Spirits Within, the movie from 2001. Mm-hmm. And if you know anything about Final Fantasy, you know this movie is a stain on the name. It has nothing to do with the property at all. It's about uh, what space spirit aliens, and it's weird. But yeah, <laughs> what, oh, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Okay, what I got was uh, one of these ships that they fly in. It. It's called the Copperhead. And I got it brand new in the box, and it comes with, like, four little terribly sculpted figures. But it's really dope. The actual ship itself looks really good. Hmm. But the movie is terrible. Yeah, I I didn't love the movie, but I'm one of the few people that actually thought the movie was okay. I understand why people were so mad, because you're right. It had nothing to do with Final Fantasy. People were expecting... Right, you know, like, cause every Final Fantasy, even though it's a different and a new story, and this is a new story too, has staples, and mm-hmm. there are certain there are certain themes, characters, concepts that are reused, and they mm-hmm. just seem to kind of set all that aside. Um, but there are Final Fantasies with the themes of the spirits uh, returning to a planet or the planet itself being alive. Right. And, you know, I thought it was, I mean, it was written by Hironobu Sakaguchi, and he's the reason why I like a lot of the stories that Final Fantasy tells. Now, he even knew he, even he, knew he messed up. This movie oh, yeah. is singularly the reason why we call it Square Enix and not Squaresoft. Yeah. Uh, because Square, and this is what I like about Japanese CEOs in the first place. When a Japanese CEO or a Japanese business leader fails, they, they, they quit. They just move on. They're like, you know what? <laughs> I messed up. I admit I messed up. Here's my shares. I'm moving on. Hironobu left. He started Mistwalker. He was like, it's fine. They merged with their longtime competitor, maker of the Dragon, you know, uh, Warrior Dragon Quest series, and uh, Enix, and they became Square Enix. Mm-hmm. Um, which is and it was uh, never the same. It was never the same. We we miss you, Hironobu. Also, like, uh... but Nobu Matsu came back because he left with uh, Hironobu. But he came back to do the soundtrack for the Final oh, Fantasy VII yeah. remake. Because he did all the soundtracks for Final Fantasy 1 up through 10 up to that point. Oh, I love 10. Yeah, and that's funny. 10, 10 is a, it's one of those games where you can... I have an original copy of 10 on launch day that says Squaresoft, but there mm-hmm. are also versions of 10 on PS2 that say Square Enix. Yeah. Because it happened around the time that game was still being printed. So yeah, I, I understand people's feelings towards the movie, but I don't know. I got it, and I still like it okay I mean, I appreciate, like, the graphics and everything that went into it. It was cutting edge at the time. It looks like crap now, but it was cutting edge at the time. Then Animatrix, everybody was like, what is this? (laughs) If they only knew. But, I mean, that's just the thing. The leaps in technology are a lot shorter. They're not as impressive, but uh, it's still moving forward. And if enough time passes, you can look back at something you thought was really impressive and go, eh. Right. It's like uh, staying on topic of Final Fantasy when uh, Advent Children came out. Uh Uh-huh. It was the greatest thing ever. Me and my buddies, we just we watched it over and over and over. The final fight scene between Cloud and Sephiroth was amazing. And then the complete version came out on Blu-ray, and they changed up a lot of stuff. But now, when you go and play the Final Fantasy VII Remake, it looks even better than that movie did. Yeah, even the in-game graphics do. It's insane. Yeah, and it's like, when I watched that movie, I was like, I can't wait to play a Final Fantasy game that looks like this. And now you've got one that looks even better. Yeah, it's pretty cool pretty cool yeah do you remember that period of time on youtube or the internet in general 
around the time that uh, Advent Children came out, so like early 2000s, where everybody was just taking clips of stuff that looked badass and, and putting it to songs, like Linkin Park songs. And, yeah. yep. <laughs> a, a buddy of mine did the uh, the final battle between Cloud and Sephiroth, and he put it to Deify uh, by Disturbed, and it synced up really well. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of tight. It's uh, still up on YouTube. Uh, I don't know. I should try and search it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know if it got took down like Disturbed Salt and said no, thank you, <laughs> or Square was like, nope, that's ours. Yeah, um, um, I've had my own trouble just trying to archive my Twitch streams to YouTube. So far, I've had two strikes. The yeah. first strike was when I played Berserk and the Band of the Hawk. There are cutscenes, especially in the Golden Age part of the game, where they just rip it straight from the movies they just recently re-released. Um, yeah. Ray. Mm-hmm. Well, I was re-released the the movies that they they redid the the old anime from, and every time the movie came on, like because they told me like we're copywriting striking you from thirty one point thirty three to thirty four, I'm like, oh, that's when the movie played. So I cut out that part and I re-upload it, and I got struck again because of other movies. So then I had to go through and I had to cut out every single time a movie played, and then it let me have it. Yes. And then <clears throat> then recently when I uh, when Min Min came out. And I, I played her for uh, Monday Night Brawl this past Monday. And that's from uh, Super Smash Brothers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, I was uh, checking out Min Min from ARMS on Super Smash. And I just so happened to have the opening movie playing while I started streaming. And I got struck because of the song in the opening movie. Mm. So, um, YouTube... <laughs> pretty much. So, YouTube offered to edit it for me. And it edited it right, like it began the video basically right at the beginning right right at the ending of that song and it, it actually started off pretty smoothly and i didn't have to worry about like it not making any sense or anything so i was like oh, okay that, that works well, that's dope that they do that yeah yeah it was um easier for them because with berserk i was like i'll do it because there was movies all throughout it and i had no idea how they were going to do it um i don't even know if they offered on that one just because it was sprinkled throughout right but on this one it was like clearly they even offered to play a replacement song and I know that this is a thing that goes on, but it just brings it home. When I watch other people play Smash and they're like showing off their matches and they're playing different music during the matches than the, the native music, it's likely because they kind of had to. Right. Which is annoying. Like, I'm not it's even. It's just music. Yeah, and I'm not even monetizing these videos. That's the other thing. I can't. Like, you used to be able to monetize from Jump whenever you uploaded something, and now you have to have. Uh, at least 4,000 hours of your videos watched and at least, like, so many subscribers. Yeah. Like, they're, you know, they're like, we're sick of giving money out to nobodies. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll take that money. Thank you. Uh, so, uh, I, uh, luckily, I haven't seen any ads on my videos, but if they start putting ads on my videos, so help me. Uh, because right. I'm not seeing a dime of that. And it's not like I'm putting... This is the thing that makes me not too upset about it. I'm not putting a ton of effort into the videos. I just... You know, I don't want to take up that much space on my computer, and I want to archive them because they're not going to stay on Twitch forever. So I just, it's just a right. place for people to watch if they're interested. And it actually worked out. I was on a Facebook, on Disc Replay's Facebook, and they just got a copy of Haunting Ground that they're selling for like 130 150 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it's like, disc in case only, no manual. <laughs> right. And I was like, uh, and, and the guy, this guy commented, he was like, yeah, but is it any good? <laughs> and i replied i was like well you know i did i did just stream it you can check it out here and i like link my youtube and this other guy was like you should let him borrow it 
<laughs> and I was like, I tell you what, buddy, when this whole pandemic thing is over, stop on by. We probably live in the same town and we're following the same store. Right. But uh, what sucks is if, if that's his introduction to my channel, it's going to be an introduction to a movie that's horribly like out of aspect mm -hmm. <laughs> because of how it recorded. So that's great. What you going to do? Yeah, it's all good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you got any uh, plans for the weekend or are you just going to finish up on Last of Us, you think? Oh, boy. My plans for this weekend, after we're done recording this, got to put up these blackout blinds in the living room, mm -hmm. uh, put me and my wife's bed together. Mm -hmm. We literally, uh, we have not had a actual bed frame in, mm, let's say, five years. We've been married for s almost seven. Wow. Yeah. So it, it was about time. She was just like, can I just buy this bed frame, please? I was like, okay, fine. Go ahead. So <laughs> it's been long enough. We've basically been sleeping on the floor long enough. Yeah. So it's going to make it look pretty, and I don't care too much about it, but, you know, happy wife. Yeah. No, I feel you. I definitely have a few of those discussions myself. I'm like, what, we can't do it Japanese style? Right. When my wife and I got married 10 years ago, we got an apartment together, and we used her bed because it, she already had, like, a queen size. Ooh. And the frame, it was like a canopy bed, so I had like a canopy frame. Oh, and when we moved out of that apartment about three years later, that bed was removed in pieces. Mm -hmm. It had fallen apart. I don't know why or what kind of duress or stress it was under that would make it fall apart. For I know what kind of stress it was under. <laughs> for a couple that had just gotten married. I don't, we, yeah, we literally <laughs> fucked it to pieces is what I'm trying to say. So, so um, when we got here to the house, when we had the house built, we ended up trying to get a like a, a cheap frame that fit you know the mattress that we had but we didn't have a whole lot of money so we did what we could and then we kept trying to piece things together and then we finally only just recently kind of got it all together and and she's working on like finishing up the rooms and stuff but same thing when we built the house she was asking me like what do you want to do with this room and that room and i'm like i don't care you can design the entire house just give me the basement the basement's mm -hmm. mine you can have the rest and she's like okay deal so that's that's how we work it out that's and, dope. And I'm, I'm, she's happy. I'm happy. Everything's fine. Yeah, that's how uh, we did it at my last, at our last house, and the basement was just pretty much trash <laughs> the whole time. Well, your your basement wasn't even finished at all, was it? Oh no, it wasn't finished. But I still had couches and TVs and like you had a hangout spot down there. Sometimes you yeah. gotta get away, man. Yeah, but it was very cold down there all the time. Oh, that sucks. Uh, I were there any windows down there? I can't remember. Nope, no windows. Yeah, same thing with this. I had the option of getting a windows and of getting like a ladder where I could enter the basement from the outside. Mm -hmm. And I was like, no, I do not need any more entry and exit points of infiltration into, right. into my place. Especially since all my nice stuff is in the basement. I want to make it as hard as I can if I get robbed for people to get stuff out of here. You're right. So, uh, which hopefully that never happens. Between the alarm and the dog and the various weapons we have hidden around the house, I'm... <laughs> I'm, hoping, I'm like I'm like Kevin Hart. Like yeah, I was about to say like Kevin Hart. You guys, how you gonna do me? You gonna come with me here and really take my want? stuff? Do you take what you want? Okay, I give you what you want. I'm gonna give you what you want. I'm gonna give you what you want. Let me gun compartment. Let me uh, let me go ahead and just uh, uh, do do this load of laundry. Gun compartment. <laughs> <laughs> but mom would be like, let me go into this ottoman gun compartment. <laughs> right. Going uh, to this Cheeto bag. Let me go behind this this uh, this picture frame that's way too tall for me, and I probably should have put it lower. <laughs> Gun compartment. 
Like I'm, I'm, me and Kevin Hart are the same size. I'm over here putting stuff on top of bookshelves. What's wrong? With right. You? I'm like, excuse me, burglar. Can you help me get my weapon down from the top of that bookshelf, please? I need a step stool. Hand it over to me so I can shoot you. Thank you. But uh, <laughs> I've had friends that had collections like the size of ours who got mm-hmm. clock, who got cleaned out. And they didn't even have an alarm system. And I, I didn't blame them for it. You want a victim blame. But I was just like, how would you even be able to sleep at night having this much value? Like, because the thing is, I'm not like, I need to have Fabergé eggs type of dude. But it's the right. nature of being a video game collector. Shit appreciates. Mm-hmm. You know, and then uh, now that I have some of this tech, I had to build my computer at this nice TV. And that's just, you know, so I could do all this stuff a little bit easier. You know, that's of value. Not having an alarm, not having any sense of security, I would drive me crazy. Yeah, I definitely uh, got security system partially because of you. Oh, because, because we I didn't said something, or yeah, because we didn't have anything uh, at the last place, and we I, all of my business stuff was there. All yeah, it was, of my it was like right in the front room. A lot of your stuff. Oh, yeah, it was right there. Pretty yeah. foolish, but. No, no, it's what no, it is. It wasn't foolish, and I feel bad that I even scared you into it because it should be a decision made out of rationality rather than fear. But I just know oh no, it makes sense. <laughs> my friend, like my he, yeah. he, he got he got hit up, man, and I I felt terrible about it. I was like, that's 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 the worst because it's not even about your stuff being taken; it's about your space being violated. You know what I mean? Right. Like, mm-hmm. like he seems like he's okay, and I hope that he is. But if sleeping or being in a house knowing that somebody had come in and just took what they wanted like it that would just mess me up especially with my family here too and i got my wife and i got my four-year-old son and yeah this is the place that we're supposed to feel safe so it sucks Mm -hmm. that i even feel like i need to do that kind of thing but it does give me peace of mind and there have been there have been robberies in my neighborhood like oh yeah one made the news they they were actually on tape because they had um they had cameras in their kitchen where the the guys have broken to their back door and still they're stealing their laptops and I think the woman was home alone with her dogs, like her husband was on a business trip or whatever, and her dogs made a sound. And you can see that the guy heard the dogs make a sound, and he pulled out a gun and just pointed it at the stairwell. Had she come down, she would have either been shot or had a gun pointed at her, and I'm like, I don't want mm. none of that. So, yeah, it's no, scary, man. Thank you. It, it is. is it is. And it sucks. It sucks that people are that desperate that they got to break into people's houses and take stuff. That sucks. So that's the kind of change I'm hoping can be dealt with, uh, knock on wood, this year. You know, bringing people up out of out of desperation and poverty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because yeah. uh, people, rich people, they they steal, but they don't steal that way. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm not gonna say rich people don't steal. There's some white collar crime out there for sure. Oh yeah, they're stealing right in front of you too. Uh, but we'll, I just uh, hopefully speak... we can deal with that crime as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of white collar crime, we spoke to our accountant earlier this week, and she was explaining like the taxes on a, a sole proprietorship. Mm-hmm. And she would say, like, the federal tax is 15%, which I'm like, okay, that makes sense. And then she's like, and then there's a self-employment tax of 15%. I was like, what the hell? That's 30% mm. off top. Yep. And they do nothing. And it's just, it's it's highway robbery, man. And it made me realize that the government really, and I'm not trying to get too political here, but the government really does not want poor middle-class people to start their own businesses. Well, that's what I was going to say, because that's you, but other people that with a lot of capital starting big businesses, they ain't paying any of that. Oh, yeah. No. You know what I mean, Jeff Bezos, yeah. I mean, we, we pay him with our taxes. Right. We, we subsidize his shit, and it's bull. It really is. Mm-hmm. And it allows a few people to be on Mount Everest while the rest of us are drowning. 
Yeah. Well, I don't know if I'll ever get there, but hopefully I can reach those Bezos levels. <laughs> Bezos. Yeah. I'm just trying to get to base camp, man. Yeah. Seriously, I don't need to be at the top of the mountain. I don't think anybody should. I don't think any one man should be a billionaire or a trillionaire. I think that's gross. If you have more money than you could ever spend in your entire lifetime, and, and, and with a trillionaire, then you or your great, 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 like, I mean, people don't really even realize how much a billion dollars or a trillion dollars is. Right. That's why I think it's so gross when, like, somebody that's crazy rich goes, I pledged... Uh, 25000 uh, oh god that would be even more insulting but even like 25 million 25 million is like if you or i gave 30 bucks right it's like that's cool i guess but you also give even more money to legislators to make sure that you get to keep your money and not have to pay your fair share of taxes like the rest of us like right. so overall you're just you're just throwing away a little bit of money to get the heat off of you you don't really uh -huh. care about the cause nope so that's but what that that's is. what that's what video games are for, so we don't yeah, have to think about all that. Yeah, just take my mind off of it. I, I did, aside from Persona, I did play some other games. Obviously, I uh, actually before you reached out to me today so we could record the the record the podcast, I was uh, playing uh, Breath of the Wild. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, not of my own volition. My son had pretty much yelled at me for a half hour straight to play Breath of the Wild, and I finally started it just to shut him up. Can you do an impression of him? Uh, can we play a game? Dad, can we play a game? Dad, I have a question. Dad, Dad, I want to show you the game I want to play. Dad, can we play a game? Dad, Dad, I want to play games. Dad, can we play games? Dad, can I play? Can we play a game? Dad, 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 you're not even listening to me. Dad, 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 Dad. I'm looking right at him, by the way, this whole time. Dad, 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 Dad. Oh, yeah. No, they need you to acknowledge that you they need you to. You need you to say, yes, son. Yes. What game would you like to play? It's not enough to just look at the child and expect a, a further explanation. Right. They, their little baby brains are like, no, you need to speak at me. Mm -hmm. I, mean, I can't even grunt. Like, sometimes so I'm, like, I'm like, uh, uh, mm? and, and it's not enough. It's not enough. Right. Like, dad, dad, come on. Dad. And now he's at the stage, and I know this is a pretty stereotypical stage, and he didn't used to do this hardly at all, but now he does all the time. Why Why did he do that? Why did he go there? Why is that uh, bare yep. white? Why is it cold out there? Mm -hmm. Why is it hot out there? Why can you see his breath? Why did he pull out his sword? Why is he attacking you? Why is the screen go dark? Why did the screen go bright? Why did the screen have words on it? What are those words saying? <laughs> Why are there words? And the thing is, some of those questions I sprinkled in there are pretty legitimate. What do the words say? You know, why can you see the person's breath? Okay, those are questions I can, I can answer. But as soon as I start to answer them, I can tell he didn't give a shit about the answer because he just moves <laughs> on to the next stupid-ass question. Exactly. So it's just like... You don't even care. So then when I stop answering his questions, he gets all upset like, Dad, you're not paying attention to me. I'm like, I am paying attention to you. I know as soon as I start answering your dumbass question, you're going to just ask another question because you didn't really care about the answer to the first question. So why am I answering any of your questions? He just wants your attention. But I can't say all that because as soon as I start, he goes, why does the screen go dark? Right. <laughs> but I love him. Yeah, nor does the same thing. Yeah. I can't wait to get them together. Oh yeah, that's gonna be fun. That is, I I miss giving him a chance to play with other kids. It sucks the way people are acting. Like I don't know if this is gonna die down anytime soon. I am happy about one thing though. Lately, I've been oh my phone. Hey. Let me turn down the ringer. I didn't realize that was on. I I noticed this recently. Going out in the beginning, a lot of people were not wearing masks. It'd be like me and one other mm -hmm. person be wearing a mask, and everybody else wouldn't be. I'd be like, what is wrong with people? You know. 
and I want to get a butch dirty looks, but I occasionally get some side eyes, and I'm like, man, whatever, I'm gonna wear my mask. Right. Um, and now when I go out, pretty much everybody's wearing masks, and the ones that aren't are clearly like trying to figure out a polite way to put this. Mm. <laughs> Let's just say they're Americans. So, right. Oh yeah. And people are side eyeing them. And yeah, some of those, some of the Americans' kids without masks are looking around and kind of looking ashamed, like, are, are we doing, or should we be doing this? And mm-hmm. I'm like, good, you should be ashamed, because you're the reason why I can't go out and do stuff. We could have flattened this curve like every other country by now if you would just use your brain. So mm-hmm. little, a little annoyed by that, but I, I like the idea of being able to kind of like quarantine, like increase my quarantine circle. Like, for the first two months, March and April, it was just me, my wife, and my son. That was it. And then we finally convinced her parents to take this thing seriously. Because older folks just weren't getting on board. Which is weird, because they're the ones that are most vulnerable. Um, But we got our parents to take it seriously. And we got them to quarantine. And we, you know, taught them, you know, like, no, that doesn't, that, you, no, you can't do that. You're not supposed to do this. Like, you can do that, but don't. You can't just constantly put on and pull off your mask, you know, stuff like that. And then once we got them to the where we, we felt like they were quarantining safely, we let Ben start going over there because he really missed them. And they missed him. And it was really hard for me and my wife to work with him at home. And it was it was tough. Now he goes over there during the day when we work and he comes back here. So that's our circle. Mm-hmm. And then we got that vacation plan. Uh, vacation plan. You and I and our families are going to go out, you know, next month for a few days, get that cabin and just hang out. And that's going to be great. I'm really looking forward to it. And I'm happy that Ben has somebody to play with. And again, just all of us being safe, locking it down two weeks before, really kind of driving home and making sure. I think that's great. And I really need that. I just wish it didn't take that much. I wish, uh, I I really am tired of all this. And I heard recently they were getting close to a, a vaccine if we haven't already made it or made medicine for it, but that we subsidize the development of it as taxpayers, but they're still going to like, it costs like $10 to develop, but they're going to charge $3,000 to actually buy it or something stupid. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is wrong? So I don't know, man, we'll, we'll see how it all goes. I don't have a whole lot of faith just considering how the country's been acting up to this point. So we'll have to see. Oh yeah. No, it's going to be a thing for a while. Yeah. But it's going to be the new normal and that is okay. And I want to focus on the good things, man. I really do. Because I do actually really love working from home. And I've had a lot of extra time on my hands so I can, you know, kind of further expand all the stuff I'm doing with streaming. Like I started the new streaming shows and I kicked up the YouTube channel. We're doing the podcast now and I really love doing that. Um, so there's there's been a lot of positives. Me and my family have been gotten really close. Not that we weren't close before. My wife, the past 10 years, we've been through a lot of hardships. And each time we go through something tough together just kind of drives home that I made the right decision, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's been, it's been really comforting to be around. And my dog loves it, of course, because he's not home alone all day. You know, he's right. just like, Oh, this is great. Everybody's here. I go back. My humans. I want. What's my, humans. Yeah. my humans. <laughs> my humans. And it's great. Cause he's, he's in his twilight years for sure. Like he's probably not going to last too much longer. So I'm glad that we're going to be around him for pretty much the whole time. Uh, before he, he, uh, he takes off into that, 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 that great big kennel in the sky. Yeah, all, the, all dogs go to heaven. Before, before, uh, before it's game over. <laughs> it's game over, man. It's game over, man. Do you know what that quote's from? Uh, honestly, uh, is it Alien? It is. Okay. Yes. Yeah, it's Bill Paxton. Oh yeah. Game over, man. It's game over. <laughs> 
Yeah, I uh, I remember that became popular. Like you know how like sometimes a quote's popular, and then it's not popular, and then it is again. Like by Felicia. Yeah. Um, and it came, and I was like, I know I've heard that before, and I couldn't remember. And eventually, coincidentally, I actually was watching. I was watching Aliens, and I was just like, Oh snap! That's what it's from because it's Aliens. It's because uh, he was from oh, Marines. Right. Uh, but yeah, good times. And then by Felicia, when it first came back, all of a sudden, it, it inexplicably out of nowhere, and I was like, What is that from? And then I just I remember one day I was like, Oh, it's it's Friday. You're right. Why, why are all these white people saying it then? <laughs> And that became my new thing, like, um, messing with people I know I ain't never seen Friday. Be like, hey, wh- wh- what's that from? Oh, uh, I don't straight know. Straight out of Compton. Yeah, <laughs> stop saying it. <laughs> right. Oh, man. Let me Friday's ask you this. Good. Who is Felicia? <laughs> <laughs> Who exactly is Felicia? And why are we saying goodbye to her? Right. I love Friday, though. It was a good movie. It really is. Like, if you go back, yeah. it, it holds up. I don't know about oh. sequels, but that original one holds up. Yeah, I'm probably one of the few people that actually like Friday after or, or next Friday, not Friday after next. I didn't like Friday after next. I don't think I've seen Friday after next. I think that's the one that I think that was the uh, cinematic debut of Cat Williams. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And his love affair. Oh, it's in high Cruz. school. Terry <laughs> Crews is trying to rape him the entire movie, basically. Ooh. That's what passed for humor back then. Yikes. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's not H. Will. You knew. Especially you know. now him being on the. Opera. Considering Terry Crews. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Receiving end of yeah yeah, yeah. No, I'm sure I'm sure if offered a role like that again he wouldn't take it but everybody's watching see what you do now I'm just thinking about Terry Crews and being in movies oh yeah he's in a lot of stuff he's in a a new movie on Netflix called John Henry with oh. uh Ludacris is the villain he's got some metal shit on his jaw and it's I know it's a terrible movie. But I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> is, it like, is it like Man of Steel then? Because wasn't the Man of like when Superman died and split up in a bunch of different Superman and one of them was black? Wasn't his name John Henry? Like yeah, but it's actually the, the the war hero or not the war hero, the Civil War era era hero. Yeah, this movie is actually based on that. Well, I mean the name, a name only, and he has a hammer. Yeah. But <laughs> other than that, but there's no, no DC references, no Superman reference. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I definitely don't think it's a DC movie. <laughs> it sounds comic booky though, with the whole like you know lockjaw thing. Oh, definitely. Interesting. All right. Well, uh, I was gonna say I played a few more games this week, but then we got on a big, big old political tangent. So oh just, yeah. Let me just video games. Video game. Video podcast. games. So let me just quickly recap. So Monday I played Alien versus Predator to loop it back into our talk of aliens, mm-hmm. and it is a an arcade beat 'em up, and it was great. I had such a good time with that game. We're definitely playing it on the trip. Oh yes, we are. I'm gonna, it's going to be so good. The the weird thing is, there's four playable characters. There's two Predators and there's two Marines. One mm-hmm. of the Marines is like this ninja girl, and then the two Predators they play pretty similar, but they have like different weapon types. And then there's the big beefy Arnold stand-in. And I thought he would be the most boring character because he's just like vanilla big muscle man guy. Mm-hmm. He was he was he had the most personality. Every time he won a match, he like threw his hand back his hands back and was like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I am the unstoppable. And it was really good for a beat em up. You had weapons that could be knocked out of your hands, except for his. I think his was like attached to his arm. But um, yeah. you can, so you could go back and pick them up. You had uh, some sort of like gun move that would either overheat if you were a predator, or you'd have to reload your ammo for one of the characters. And there were like pick up, there were like power ups that would allow you to shoot those guns like indefinitely for like ten seconds or whatever, which really helped. 
But then you had like your jump button was weird. It wasn't just a jump. If you were holding forward while you jumped, you leaped across the screen and could even do an attack. You could jump backwards with certain characters. You could do a, if you press down while jump, you would do a slide attack or a forward attack with some characters instead. You could do like grabs and slams. And then of course you had your regular attacks. And it 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 gave you such it sounds like simple when I'm explaining it, but the way it mm-hmm. plays, it gives you such mobility that even when there's a ton of aliens on screen, I could totally see you getting through that situation without getting hit. Now, did I do that? No, every, and I, I watched you. <laughs> yeah, I did not clear every screen gracefully. However, as I got used to it, like if you watch the whole thing, there were there were screens where I was kicking ass, especially with Marine Dude. Oh, yeah. Uh, so he became my favorite, favorite character pretty quickly. But no, it, it is a lot of fun. If people have main emulators and they can get their hands on it or they happen to be in a retro arcade and they see it, or hell, they see the actual cab on sale and they got an extra couple grand laying around, buy it. Please do buy it. Or yeah, no, it was really fun. It was I cannot wait to play it. Uh, Min Man, I checked her out. She definitely plays different than any other Smash Brothers character I've ever played in my entire life. Like, insanely different. Yeah, because can't she uh, attack in two different directions at the same time? Yeah, if you press the buttons fast enough. Because normally you have your all your attacks, your normal attacks and your tilt attacks on you know your regular attack button. And then you have special attacks on the other attack button. With this, her special button is for her, her right arm. And then her normal attack is for her left arm. And she can change the arms on her right arm using, like, down special. One is, like, just like her left arm. The, another one is, like, really fast. Another one is really heavy, does a lot of damage. Basically, if you just use them, like, regular attacks, you're just smash attacking or stretch attacking. And then you have, like, if you do quick taps, if you regular attack, you can do kicks. But the way that she moves and the way that her attacks, like, lay out, it's definitely best to keep distance between you and your opponent. Conversely, if you're fighting her, you want to close that distance. Um, right. And it looks like she could probably edge guard both ledges at the same time if she was standing in the middle of the stage with a capable hmm. a capable player controlling her. Now I don't know if she has enough to become top tier, but I could see like somebody like a hungry box getting a hold of her, like the way that he does with Jigglypuff and everybody and annoys everybody with how good he is with Jigglypuff. I could see somebody like that getting a hold of Min Min and learning her so well that she becomes that type of character that's like frustrating to fight against. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if she'll be top tier. Yeah. Who knows? But yeah, they also released a mode where you could go into your spirit uh, collection and look at all the spirits that you have collected, whether you have still have that spirit or not. Mm-hmm. And you can press a button to fight that spirit and then get a high score. And then the least, the less powerful spirits you use or the faster you fight them or whatever, the higher score you get. So you can actually work out high scores against every single fightable spirit in the game. That's dope. Yeah, and the thing is, you can kind of do that in World of Light and, of course, the spirit board, but it's random almost, or you have to go through a sequence, right? Where with this, you can fight them over and over and over again, and there's no, like, cost to it. There's no time investment involved. It's a lot of fun. Ben and I were going through it, like, we were playing all the Mario characters. I was like, who should fight, uh, you know, Baby Peach? He was like, Mario. And I'm like, that's weird. Let's choose Bowser. (laughs) (laughs) um, it It was actually a really good time. If people haven't been on Smash in a while, but they like Smash, I would recommend booting it up after this 8.0 patch, because that mode, I think, goes to everybody, not just people who bought the, the Fighter's Pass, of course. Nice. That's what I... Sorry. That's what I like about this uh, Smash Ultimate, is just the culmination of everything that they've done in the series. 
and they just keep adding on it, keep building upon it. And it's very impressive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think that's, that's Sakurai's focus. He knows that he's never going to get this many characters in a game again. He's never going right. to get it. It's already a licensing nightmare. Mm-hmm. But he pulled it off. And so I think that's the reason why he released that second Fighters Pass. He was like, I have to get as many it's characters really, in this game yeah. as I possibly can. And yeah. I am not mad at him about that. Because uh, honestly, all I can see them doing from here on out is just continuously adding characters. Right, right. I. Uh, it's funny. I was going to say, I, I've never been such a a big I've never been such a fan of a game as I am with Smash Brothers while simultaneously not being that good at it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like, like usually if I'm not good at a game I'm like oh it's okay if I'm you know I become a big fan if I'm really decent at it but uh something about Smash just the idea of it just puts a smile on my face. It's just <laughs> it's a celebration of like pretty much the entire time that I've been playing games, you know, from Pac-Man up to now and it's just it's neat to see them all together. So. Mhm. Like you got well you got Snake Sonic, Pac-Man, and these are just third-party characters that aren't even Nintendo. Yeah, Bayo, it's, it's crazy, man. Yeah, Bayonetta, Cloud, Terry. Yeah, man. Like just at Simon Belmont, which is my main man. Just good stuff. It's a fighting game player's dream. Yeah, I'm not even sure if it's a fighting game player's dream because there are a lot of people that still knock it for not being a conventional fighter. Yeah, uh, but I mean, it's it definitely takes skill to be good at it. No, 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 definitely. I think anybody that, you know, can look past the initial approach, like, it's it's approachable, and there's a simplicity to it, but there's so much nuance in the metagame, mm-hmm. and it's definitely, you know, if you go up against somebody who knows what they're doing, you're going to get your butt promptly handed to you. Uh, but, you know, that's, I don't know, that's, that's I, I think, as a gamer, as somebody who appreciates video games, it's a video game person's video game, and mm-hmm. I, I feel bad for anybody who doesn't like the gameplay at all. Because I think a lot of I've talked to somebody who who liked the game as much as I do aesthetically and the idea of it, but just couldn't play it, and that's got to be the saddest thing ever. Yeah, Vicky hates it. Oh, yeah, Vicky I does. Want, yeah, she doesn't. She's not. She's like, I'm not good at it. Oh. <laughs> well, you know what? We were gonna have a Smash night right before the pandemic hit. Like it literally, the first thing I canceled was that Smash night. Yeah. And I had developed a lot of co-op modes because that's the cool thing about Spirits and all the different Smash modes. I had this thing called Slay the Dragon where I had trained up this really tough uh, spirit team to go on one character and had favored a rule set for them. And then everybody else would join in as other characters to fight that character. So it would be like more of a co-op thing. And mm-hmm. I did similar setups with different types of fight styles. And I had scaled in favor of one team or another in, in different fighting modes or like modes where you could only attack certain ways. And I, and I did that for casuals because I feel like, especially if you're like, oh, Final Destination, no items, only fights. <laughs> you know, that's yeah, that's that's the, I hate douchebags that do that. Like, it's the only way I play. I'm like, well, you're just excluding people. Cool. If you get a buddy no you guys are serious about it, be serious about it. That's what you have fun with it. Have fun with it. But I don't want to knock or, or exclude people who, you know, really just want to play as their favorite character. And then right. play have fun. Every single time. Because the point is to have fun however way that you see fit so yeah things ever kick back up or maybe i'll bring my switch with me and have her try out some of the modes you know when we hang out next month oh we're all gonna bring our switches because you know everyone in this house has a switch faux show but yeah i played that and uh on wednesday i played serial cleaner have you ever heard of that game yeah she actually uh had me she vicky was playing it and she showed it to me she's like babe you gotta play this game it's pretty cool you gotta help me pass this part Mm. i'm like what is it she's like it's called serial cleaner 
I'll let you explain it. <laughs> so basically, it's the 70s. You play as a quote-unquote cleaner. Basically, the guy that cleans up a murder scene for the mafia or for a criminal organization <laughs> gets rid of all the evidence, right? You're, you're the guy You're the guy in John Wick that he hands a bunch of coins to. Hey, you working again? Yep. <laughs> and they, they roll sure. everybody up in sheets. Um, it's very it's top-down. It's, it's a very kind of simplistic but high art style mm-hmm. and the music is the music slaps there's no other way to put it it's just the soundtrack's full of bangers what i like about it is it's kind of like a puzzle game uh cross with hitman you have to find an optimal path to get through but they kind of switch it up when you fail but you, it's almost like super meat boy where you fail you immediately start over there's no wait time for it mm-hmm. and so you can just keep banging your head against the wall until you get it right but i don't find it to be overly hard i think the biggest your, your biggest hurdle in that game is your own hubris, thinking that you can get past this faster than maybe you should, or not right. being as careful. Like, how, how how slick Rick can I be going weaving in between these cops? Because the thing is, unlike in real life, where the cleaner probably gets called before the cops show up. Right. <laughs> uh, when you get on the scene, the cops are already there. You have to clean it up while they're already there. So you have to weave in between, like, all of their searchlights and stuff. And often you have to pick up evidence and clean up blood and... and uh, yeah, I, I had a great time with it. What'd you think? Uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, I knew as soon this is what happens with every game she puts in my hands. Uh, she's like, I, "This is too hard. I can't do it." And then I do it in like two seconds. <laughs> and it's not because like I'm super good at it. It's just I've been playing games for so my entire life, so I get the yeah, nuances you pick up and the mechanics faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 just second nature to me at this point. Mm. Like I have her trying to play other stuff like. Uh, I got her Saints Row the third for the Switch because she really loved Grand Theft Auto, and I was like, "Well, Saints Row is just animated Grand Theft Auto, basically." Yeah, how does that run, by the way, on the Switch? Uh, it, it runs. It runs pretty good. It runs pretty good, but she uh, she decided that she wasn't good enough to play it, so she stopped playing it. So I was like, "All right, well, Aww. there goes another game I bought for you that." You just you're not playing. That's okay. I saw she played Sushi Strikers for a bit. Did she get tired of that or? Yeah, it was too much uh, talking for her. Aww. Yeah. But it's about sushi. It's our favorite thing. Yeah, I know, but she doesn't. She she's <laughs> believe me. I've tried to get her to play Final Fantasy X for the longest time. She just will not sit down and play it. Ha 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 ha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But, well, you know, maybe. I'll make her play it one of these days. But yeah, the cool, <laughs> the cool thing about Serial Cleaner is it's always going on sale. I think I got it for like a buck or two. So it's anybody that's interested in a cool little puzzle game where you clean up the bodies. <laughs> um, and there's like a little bit of a budding story. Like the crime scenes you clean up, they're like your run-of-the-mill criminals or clean up evidence. But then eventually it's like a serial killer and it, it looks like innocent people are getting hacked up. And you're like, what is going on? They're like, why are you calling me to these places? Right. Like, the cleaner even has a conscience about it. So, like, there, there becomes this story, like, are they trying to get rid of him? Who's this guy he's cleaning up after? It's interesting. And, again, it's cartoony, so it's not overly gruesome. It sounds really gruesome when you describe it. But when you actually look at the art style, unless you're triggered by any kind of violence ever, no matter what form it takes, right. I would say you're probably going to be okay. Like, if my kid walked in on me playing it, I'd... I would be able to explain away everything without it looking too gruesome or whatever. I wouldn't be yeah. too worried about it. Yeah, but Kristen will still be like, Michael! What do you let him watch that for? <laughs> nah, she's okay. She's fine. <laughs> Although one time I was playing Grand Theft Auto and that was that mission where you had to like film that girl having sex. 
Ben was like one and a half and he just turned around and he just started looking at it. And I was like, Oh no, his instincts are kicking in. <laughs> abort, abort. <laughs> Too late for that. He's already born. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Last night I played layers of fear for Friday night frights. Have you ever played layers mm-hmm. of fear? Never played it. Okay. I, it didn't look that interesting to me. It, it looked like you were going around a house and a bunch of weird stuff was happening and you're just kind of experiencing the scares and there's no combat. It's kind of like wa- walking sim cross the horror, you know, you've seen those before. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe a little bit less complicated than say like amnesia. But while it started off that way, and I think I got about halfway through the game last night, as far as I could tell, the, the scares got progressively more creepy and there actually ended up being, I think what I saw was a creature of some sort. And the story was actually kind of interesting. I'm like, okay, I know this dude probably killed his wife. But, but why though and also why? But, but why though and like you're picking up all these little tidbits of story and it's really gruesome and plenty of jump scares like i was playing with my headphones and i was just i was bitchy the whole night i was like ah, ah, ah. <laughs> so, of course you know i'm more prone to do that than most so i take that with a grain of salt but i recommend it as a game if you get a hold of it to play with like friends like if you know it was you and Vicky, maybe you invited Veronica or some other friends over, and like you played, and everybody just kind of watched you play. That would be mm-hmm. fun. Like the lights were out, it was like a scary movie night. That would be enjoyable, I think. Like if you're playing Until Dawn together. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm not going to compare it to Until Dawn, because Until Dawn is just a masterpiece. It's but, a masterpiece. But same type of vibe as far as like if you had friends watching it with you. Like this, this is fun. This is an enjoyable experience. So, yeah. I, yeah, I need to pick so she can play through it with me all right well uh we're over an hour so i want to wrap it up but i want to ask you before i let you go um and feel free to interject anything else if you had anything else you want to say today but uh i definitely am interested what you feeling this week what you want to recommend not much game wise like i said i've just been playing the last of us two but i have been watching i'm a big anime fan mm. and you i know you're not so much but there's a anime on netflix called megalobox and I've been watching it. It's only one season, and it's got the. It came out, mm, I think, 2018, 2019, and it's got the aesthetic of an early 2000s anime. So kind of like a cowboy bebop look to it. Okay. But uh, it's pretty interesting. It's got. Uh, I mean, it's boxing. Let's see. Main character name is Joe, and basically he's an underground boxer and in this universe they use this stuff called gear where it's basically like this machinery mounted on their back and on their arms and they use that in boxing matches uh, eventually he tries to fight the champion blah 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 and his gimmick ends up being that he doesn't use gear to fight mm. so he's boxing all these other professional boxers who have this mechanical upgraded gear to help them hit harder move swifter and he's just fighting them without anything just bare knuckles, so it's it's pretty dope. It's not amazing by any means, but it's a it's an easy watch. So okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. That sounds cool. Well, speaking of anime shows, I'm feeling the fact that they put Avatar back on Netflix. I mean, I know it's not recent; it's been on there for a minute. But anybody who who slept on Avatar: The Last Airbender, the animated series, not the movie, Jesus, not the yeah, movie is terrible. Oh god! But anybody that slept on the show, please, I implore you, give it a chance. It is so well written, and like we're in season two now, where it really gets good. We're about to watch Tales of Bossing Say. I can't wait for my wife to watch it because my wife is finally on board. I've been oh, she's to... never seen it. 
No, I've been trying to get her to watch Avatar since we first got married. She just oh wanted to it. And I think she heard enough other people talk about it since it re-went on Netflix that now she's interested in seeing it. And now that she knows it's good, she's really interested in seeing it. And it's just, it's got such great messages. Like, I keep forgetting how well-written it was until I go back and watch it. And Iroh is like, everything in nature has a balance. You mm-hmm. can learn from all of the nations. And I'm like, yeah, message. <laughs> So, message <laughs> but it's you know it's funny it's entertaining it's there there are really great stakes it's it's clever i can't say enough good things about avatar i remember we we a few years ago we went uh this is back when ben was maybe one almost two maybe a couple months away from being two we went to mexico mm-hmm. it was like when mario odyssey came out to date it oh wow and, uh, yeah and uh, my wife had gotten me an Avatar shirt, and I don't usually wear just like this is the character I like on my shirt. Um, <laughs> and it it didn't really like like it just wouldn't be the type of shirt that I would wear. But I do like Avatar, and I like T-shirts, so I was like, ah, I'll wear it. So I was wearing it, and everybody in Mexico was like, oh, Avatar, oh, Ang, you know, like I became like this really popular guy around the resort. And I'm not talking about other Americans, like all the people that worked at the resort. Like apparently, Avatar is huge in Mexico, so. <laughs> Uh, which made me feel really good. Now, then I started strutting around with my little Avatar shirt. And I was like, yeah, check me out. <laughs> um, but, I mean, it has such universal appeal. It really does. And, mm-hmm. and and anybody that's listening to this podcast, if you have not watched Avatar, I encourage you to watch, like, the first five episodes of the original show. And if it hasn't hooked you by then, it probably won't. But I think that especially if you have kids around the same age as the kids in the show, I think it's going to really speak to them. Uh, but even adults, like I, I, I first saw, saw that show when I was in my late twenties, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's definitely one of the probably the great one of the greatest American produced animated shows of all time. Oh yeah, easy, easy, easy top five, easy, easy top five for sure. And I don't even know how we can't really just say number one, honestly. <laughs> I can't think of another one that's better off the top of my head. Like Gargoyles yeah. is in there, but I don't think Gargoyles is better. Yeah, no, like when because Gargoyles because. Can- Avatar finished strong. Book one, book two, book three. Boom. Whole art. Done. Whole story. Done. Roasted. Uh, Gargoyle started off okay. Season two got really good. And then towards the end, we're like, eh, and then season three was terrible. Yeah. I, I can't think of any show from start to finish that just nailed it the way that Avatar did as far as an American animation. So you're probably right. Yeah. Probably right. Yeah. yeah. And anime wise, if you would just watch Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell y'all, this is my Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood is my absolute favorite anime. I'm sure I will bring it up multiple times on this podcast. It is just the perfect blend of character and story and writing, and it's just, it's it's a masterpiece. It is so good. I rewatch it every year. I think I've watched it actually two or three times this year, all the way through. 64 episodes. It's so good. Just, uh, I know I've got a a co-worker, an ex-co-worker who's probably going to listen to this and be like, here he goes again talking that Alchemist <laughs> Brotherhood shit. And he's still not going to watch it, but that's okay. Yeah, if you have any type of time, which I'm sure you do since we're still kind of quarantined, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, easily my favorite show of all time. Yeah, but it's, Avatar first. Yeah, I mean, Avatar... You can, eh. Avatar first. Look, when I think about Avatar and I think Avatar about Full Metal... Avatar first... Look, you guys are you're your own people. You can make your own decisions, okay? So, Avatar first or Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood first, whichever. Doesn't matter. They're both great. Both amazing. Sure, sure. And I, I will get around to watching it, I promise. I keep trying. It's just one of those things where 
I'll start it, and it just it hasn't gripped me yet. But well, I, here, here's you know what we're gonna do. What? We're we're gonna watch it on this trip. Okay. Yeah, sure. we can. We're gonna watch mm, probably like ten episodes. Okay. Yeah. If yeah, we have, yeah. If there's time, we'll watch there it. We while, we'll watch it while we're fishing. Okay. We'll fish and watch full we'll, we'll, Brotherhood Alchemist full metals. <laughs> full apples. Full apples. <laughs> Metal kid with the armor. Ah, he's like anime. anime. <laughs> Woo! All right. Well, let's go ahead and wrap it up then, because we are winding down. I All am right. gonna do my plugs. So listen, if you like what you hear, you want more of my opinions, you can find them on Twitter at Mike Peterson AL. Yes, I'm a big lefty. If that bothers you, you probably haven't gotten this far because we were already spouting pool <laughs> in the episode. YouTube channel, MC Paper Stacks Plays. If you're interested in any of the games to talk about on the podcast, the episodes are there. Check them out. Twitch, twitch.tv slash MC Paper Stacks. I stream Mondays and Wednesdays from 9 to 10, Fridays 10 to 11, Sundays 7 to 8. Horror games, speed em ups, uh, new games, and The Witcher, basically. If you have any questions you want to send to us about the show, suggestions, things you want us to answer on the podcast, mcpaperstacks at gmail.com future episodes will always always be uploaded on anchor.fm slash player two has entered the pod and we are also simulcast on spotify and pocketcast if you want to check out a local facebook gaming group that i run you can go to facebook.com slash group slash indie gamers and check that out as well and uh derek what you got uh i <laughs> feel a little insecure you've got so many plugs uh <laughs> Dude, it's all half, still... half-ass shit. Don't worry about it. It's yeah, no. the real deal. Yeah, no. Uh, this week, I still only got one. It's taking longer to than I thought to get the website up off the ground. But uh, if you just want to check out my eBay store at ebay.com slash str slash gamer goodies and more, it's a direct link to my store. You can see everything that I've got. And uh, just message me, and we'll work something out. All right. Sounds excellent. Well, thanks again for tuning in with us this week. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy your holiday. Be safe, and we'll talk to you later. Bye. All right. See you guys.